Dionisio at the plate, he's over to today. Swakowski, the big right hander, lets it go. It's right down Broadway. Dionisio lets it fly, and it's. Oh, it's raining now. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Rain Delay Theater, the show where two bums talk about other bums at baseball games. I'm Jeremy Dionisio. And I'm Jack Swakowski. And this is episode number 209. We're going to be reviewing a uh, Kansas City Royals playing the Chicago Cubs at Wrigley Field um, from August 18th, 2023. We've been on a little hi- uh, little hiatus. Um, but, uh, but yeah, uh, we got, uh, we're going to skip right into... Uh, gameplay details and recaps and all that stuff i think so right jack yeah sure it actually feels like it's been longer than nine days since that game but um you know yeah. it was it was on eight, on the 18th yeah exactly um so yeah i think one of the, we didn't have an episode last week i don't think um uh because i was out of town um i, I took a little vacation with my wife we went to uh, albuquerque um and santa fe and um you know just try to do some stuff out there uh i did end up taking in an albuquerque isotopes game uh which was pretty cool um did not i had been to albuquerque once before but uh, i never i did not go to uh to a minor league game there so um it was cool to see my first one um it is it is like there is some like you know simpsons uh uh influence um you know i think i i i think they became the isotopes in like 2003 or something like that okay, yeah I, I was wondering if it was based on the simpsons or if they'd always been that what, is their logo the same as it is in the simpsons uh i think it is it's like it's like an atom or something but okay um, yeah that's pretty cool actually yeah but it's also like i think with the with oppenheimer now like um there's like all this like you know all of that stuff took place right outside of albuquerque basically we actually went to the town where um Oppenheimer lived when he was like developing the uh the bomb and everything yeah um so it's interesting you can see like they have a recreation of like the gate of like the kind of compound where they were building it and stuff um so we saw that and stuff is pretty cool but I guess like you know so that area is known for like you know atoms the atomic bomb whatever all that stuff so I think it plays into it that way too but they definitely have some like Simpsons stuff they have like statues like on a bench like they have like a Homer on a bench and you can sit next to it and take a picture and stuff um Homer is actually like <laughs> there's a big like Homer like decal or painting on like the, the men's room door it's kind of funny um but uh but yeah it was cool um I think the highlight for me I did I did actually get to graph a little bit out there um I got Jordan Pacheco um, who's from Albuquerque. He's kind of like a favorite son, I guess, of Albuquerque. Spent a little time in the major leagues. Um, and he's like their hitting coach, I believe. I got Roman Quinn, who like, you know, it's AAA baseball. So Roman Quinn, a guy who debuted in um, 2016, actually. Wow. Um, still kicking around. I got him on a 2019 baseball card, and it, it's not, you know, it's not even his rookie card. Um, he hit a grand slam in that game, so... Thought it was kind of cool, but the biggest guy that I got was um, Phil Wellman, Philip Wellman. Uh, he's the coach of the El Paso Chihuahuas, who's um, a Padres affiliate, who they were playing um, in this game. And um, you might know Philip Wellman um, for like that crazy um, uh, rant that he did, that meltdown that he did, um, where he 
he took like third base and second base and he like threw him out in the outfield. And then he like did like this like army crawl like on the ground and like threw like the rosin bag, like a grenade. Like he threw it like at the feet of the umpire. And it was like, <laughs> it was a crazy meltdown basically. And like, I don't know if I heard it from you, Jack, or I heard it from someone else. Maybe like, I know like a uh, listener, um, former guest, Ben Perkins is a big fan of this guy's rant. I don't know if one of those guys, one, either you or him told me like that, that, they heard that they that that maybe cost him like a job in, in the majors or something. Uh, yeah, I, well, I read an article that it, it said that he um, he was kind of out of baseball for a year. Um, I don't know if it was directly related to that, but he was he, he was pretty embarrassed about it. I think yeah. after, you know for a while. So it's probably good that you didn't. I, I presumably you didn't bring it up to him. It's probably <laughs> probably good, but I'm sure yeah. he gets it all the time anyway. Yeah, I did not. I did not. And he, I was I was a little intimidated to get him. But uh, he seemed really nice, actually. He seemed kind of like a, a teddy bear a little bit because um, he was like – it's funny. It's actually funny He because he was coaching third base as, like, minor league uh, coaches do. They coach third base a lot of times. And he came out and immediately drew something in, like, with his cleats into the dirt. And at the beginning of that rant, he, um, he draws – like, he covers up home plate <laughs> with dirt and, like, pats it down and then draws, like, a big home plate. So it was kind of cool. It was kind of like I got to see him like draw into the the dirt a little bit, like, and a little bit of a, you know, connection to to his meltdown. So, um, but he seemed like nice. He was like he was like talking to like the grounds crew and like asking him to like manicure the mound. And he was talking to like the uh, Aaron Shunk, the third baseman for the Isotopes. Um, so he he just seemed he kind of seemed like just like a simple like a simpleton kind of guy, but like he seemed nice and he was like pretty cool about signing my card he didn't really he didn't say anything at all but he did he looked at the card and like gave this funny nod um i got him on this like really old like minor league uh, card i actually thought he was a player and i realized he's a coach in this card it's from 1991 Um, yeah he's he's been yeah coaching for decades from what i'd read yeah yeah so it's um it's 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 pretty it's pretty wild and i think he like you know I think he got like a flashback when he when he saw that card but uh it was pretty cool um so i did all that so I, I like i said i got those three guys um jack i did stop into a card shop when i was in albuquerque um just to check out you know what they have and there was this like weirdo guy who like owned it and ran it and like was he was just it was it's too hard it's too like difficult to get into right now but he was definitely like a baseball weirdo kind of guy and he was like holding a bat like sitting behind like the the desk the the front you know the the counter and there was a guy with him um and he was like just talking to the guy he's like hey you know this bat that i got here like i think he was like playing it he was like putting on a show for us for like me and my wife but he's like he was talking to his coworker. he's like you know this bat right here he's like i got this bat from jackie robinson yeah yeah that's right jackie robinson gave it to me and like uh, you know he gave it to uh mark mcguire first and then mcguire gave it to canseco and then canseco gave it to me or like something like that like he was like and he's like no man i'm just messing with you or something but like it seemed like they were it seemed like they were doing like a bit for me or and molly um but um but yeah and then then they they're kept these he kept like like setting off these like uh like these sound effects like these drops like on a radio show and like and i don't know if he it seemed like to me like so like on the radio you know, you'll, you'll hear these drops or whatever. Sure. And, yeah. you know, I think a guy has like a butt, you know, a kind of like a keypad in front of him and he just pushes a button and it'll do a drop. I don't know if this guy like had one of those behind the counter and he kept like setting off these drops or whatever. But like it, it was like, I think it's from, um, 
I think it's from like Mortal Kombat. Like the voice says, like excellent. Like that. Oh sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's from Mortal Kombat. Yeah, he kept like setting that one off. Like he would like tell like a a bad joke and then like hit that button or something. <laughs> it was the weirdest thing. And then so like last thing, just to wrap it up, like I was going through like this box of cards that he had, and it was just like these random cards. Some of them were autographs. Some of them were just like relic cards. But then some were just like random like dollar cards or like 50 cent cards or whatever and i was going through it and i found this one like autograph from this guy walter caning jack i don't know if you know who walter caning is no i i don't think so he played Chekhov on the original star trek okay um, wow. and and his so his um his son was um uh played boner on uh growing pains uh-huh. and his daughter is married to this comedian jimmy pardo that i that i like Shh. Sure. And so Walter Koenig is his father-in-law. And I, I was looking through his cards, and I found this Walter Koenig autograph card. But it's not from, like, a set. It's, like, an in-person autograph. And it's it's inscribed to Reverend Ken Vogler, Walter Koenig. And I was kept looking at it, and I'm like, I kind of want this card. It's such a weird card. And I, I brought it up to the guy, and I'm like, hey, uh, you know, how much do you think for this card? And he's like, Walter Cronkite, who is this? Like Walter Koenig? And I, I go like, yeah, he was a Star Trek guy. And he's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What was he, Sulu or, or Chekhov or something? And then he's like, uh, I don't know, five bucks. And so, so I'm like, yeah, that that works for me. And so like I, I bought it, and he's like, yeah, this is an in person autograph. And he's like, I know it's real because this is he signed it for to my reverend. <laughs> so like, I guess Reverend Ken Vogler is, was the card shop guy's like you know reverend at his like home church or something uh i don't know how he got it um but i bought it from him for five bucks so i added that nice. to the, my my haul from um from from albuquerque but uh, that's definitely a a weird card and it's uh you know it's such a weird story that i think like you know i don't i don't think i'll forget the story behind it i yeah i just want to hear those drops yeah i honestly i think it was just like i think it was just the like excellent like I'm not sure if there I'm not sure if there was any other ones. It, he just kept playing that one over and over. But yeah, that's still good. Um, well, yeah, nice. So that was that was why we were uh, we were kind of delayed a week. Um, but I I think that a lot of this stuff that happened um, when we went to the game is is still pretty fresh yeah. in our our memories. Uh, a couple days before the game, I texted you. Might have even been the day before the game, and I said. Uh, you know, 85% chance Dennis is there, the gray grapher, the gray as, grapher. as we all know him here. But I, I literally, I said that to you, 85%. Yeah. Um, and you said it might even be better if he was more consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, the reason I, I thought that was it's like, well, Friday afternoon game, It's a, it was a relatively cheap game. I mean, I think we got tickets for just under $20, which for August and Cubs is, is you know, not bad. Um, yeah. So uh, So anyway... We, uh, we get in there, we get through security, and surprisingly, security didn't stop me. They just let me through with the binder. I don't know if it stopped, di- like, dinging the binder or whatever. But uh, it just, it just we, we got right through, and we, we go up to our usual spot in right field, and, of course, Dennis is right there, yeah. uh, settled in, yeah. like, just, just like, he own- like he owns the place. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He, yeah, he like he looked like he had been there for like hours already, <laughs> just kind of getting his spot, getting his his book, his graphing book, like out and and settled and like yeah, it was just, it was funny and I'm, I was like, there he is, there he is, there's Dennis. Yeah, and you know, um, I was looking at their roster, the Royals roster, and they they really do have a lot of a lot of no name guys, 
on their team. Um, you know, there, there were plenty of pitchers that I, I didn't have cards of and even some position players. I still had a few guys. But I was thinking, like, man, this is a, a real team of, like, randos. Um, and so, so you know, we, we go up to Dennis because, like, he's got the best spot, and so we go right next to him. And, Jeremy, you say hi to him, and he looks over at us, and he just says, some of these fuckers are going to be hard to spot. <laughs> that was yeah. the first thing he said. No pleasantries. No. Nothing. Just, like, just right off the bat. And I think he called them fuckers, too. So it's just, like, just right away. It was great. Yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah, we, you know, we, we start doing our thing. And he looks at us and he goes, what do you guys got, the Friday special or something? You're here every fucking Friday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then, um, it's, and, and then like, you know, you don't know if you're supposed to, like, give him a, an, a, a, an earnest response or, like, you know, just, like, throw it back at him or something. Because I, yeah. you know, so I, I did. I'm like, eh, well, you know, these are easier for us to get to or whatever. And, and it's like, I don't think he gives a shit. He just wanted to say the Friday special. <laughs> yeah, because whatever you said, he didn't respond to it. No, no, no. It didn't matter at all. I could have said, like, you know. We, we camp out overnight or something, but, um, but no, and I was going to say just, uh, we've already gotten into it, but like, I, Jack, I was thinking like, you know, I, 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 I grapple with like, you know, our approaches to the podcast and stuff. And some, I know that like, I, I, I like that we're irreverent and we swear and stuff sometimes, you know, I've, I've gotten feedback to where like, maybe we shouldn't swear as much as we do, but and, you know, so sometimes I think of, sometimes I go back and forth and think like, yeah, maybe we should cut back on the swearing a little bit. But I just got to say, like, to recap, to fully recap what Den, like the whole Dennis experience of this game, there's no way we couldn't get through it without swearing because he said fucking every other word, basically. He, he, he did. And I don't recall him swearing that. I, you know, he said the F word before, but it, th- he was uh, he was having a big time this afternoon. I don't yeah. Yeah. He was, was feeling. He was feeling his oats to this game for sure. <laughs> he had a he had a friend there too. Um, yeah. So like uh, we we were trying to spot Jackson Coar. I, I think is that that how you say his name Coar? I think so. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah. So we we spotted a guy who maybe looked like him, and De- you know Dennis had a buddy, and I feel like I've seen this guy before yeah. at games. Yeah. You you've seen him too. He's I like think, an older. Yeah. Go ahead. He might have been at the Orioles maybe. I feel yeah. like we might have seen him there. We've, we've we've seen him from time to time. Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely agree. Um, but anyway, him and Dennis obviously know each other, and they might, you know, he's probably the closest thing to a friend Dennis has. <laughs> yeah. So, like, you know, these guys go up to each other, and then like the guys like, yeah, he says something about like, yeah, that's Coar, and he's like, I know it's Coar, you senile old fart. And then they start they start going back and forth, and I don't know if you heard any of their conversation, Jeremy, but they were talking about like. I think they were talking about Bryce Harper or something. Who the hell knows? But they're like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, we got we got him last year. It's like, why? Well, yeah, I remember that we got him last year. Um, and I was thinking, like, I've never heard Dennis say something that doesn't in some way relate to graphing somehow. <laughs> right. Even when he talked about his grandkids, it was within the context of which players signed for his grandkids. Yeah. So the conversation between him and this guy, it was it was strictly about graphing. Yeah, he mentioned he has a wife, and he's like, "Yeah, you know, she'll, they'll sign for her tomorrow or whatever." <laughs> so like, yeah, it, yeah, even his wife exists as a conduit for autographs. Um, yeah, but the the thing with Coar was like, so he said like they were talking, they were trying to spot guys or whatever, and like he's like, "Yeah, that, that guy right there, that's that's Coar," and then like a minute later, his buddy said like, "Hey, right there, that that guy, I think that's Jackson Coar," and that's why he said like, "That's right, I, I just said it's Jackson Coar." You see that little fart? So, like, yeah, I don't know. That's that's definitely, you know, that's us. And, like, you know, I don't 
25 yeah. years maybe yeah who, who the hell dennis could be like 45 you know right there's i no, know um there, there's no telling I'm, I'm sure he's a little older than that but uh, like you said he's a standard issue hu- human um <laughs> yeah. he also has a I'm, I'm never quite sure if he's pronouncing players names right so uh <laughs> the 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 royals have this guy on their team uh it's it's his last name is garcia first name michael it's spelled like michael franco um is that how you say it is it my is it michael garcia I mean, I would guess that it's Michael. Michael. Yeah. Yeah. But... Dennis was pronouncing it in in some weird way. Um, whatever. Like, so let's just say Michael. But he, but Mike, Michael Garcia runs past us and he goes, Michael, how you feeling, baby? Could you sign one for us? And then, like, you know, Garcia like kind of looked over at him and just ran past. Um, <laughs> And then so like uh, uh, you know he's like hey hey like he says to me he's like hey have you got Michael yet and I was like uh, I was like yeah no no man I, I don't have his card and Dennis had like six cards yeah and so he, he he of Garcia and so he gives one to me and he's like yeah yeah he's here you go I don't need him no, no more on this trip but then he, he gives me the card and he goes yeah you gotta you gotta call for him now because we already called for him yeah. so like Dennis has given you cards before too and I, I feel yeah. like you know. If you don't have a card, Dennis will give you a card, but only because that makes you one more person who wants to get this guy over here to get his autograph. Yeah. Like, he, you know, he didn't yeah. give me an Angel Zerpa card, but he told me like Angel Zerpa was in like the was in center field shagging. Uh-huh. And he's like, you got to call Zerpa. Like we already called him. <laughs> and, I, and I did like a like like a like a patsy like. Yeah. like they told me to call him and then I called him like I called him like five times like and he didn't come over and like I'm like all right I'm just I'm not calling him anymore because like yeah I've already I now I have exhausted my you know my chances so right right and like I feel like no matter how many times Dennis sees you call for him it's not good enough you know right, he right. wants you to call one more so you know uh he was trying to get Marsh too Alec Marsh um for whatever reason like he he really had it for Marsh and he, he wanted him and so Marsh was uh, Marsh was kind of standing by Zerpa. Um, they were all in like center field, like a yeah, hundred. Mar- yeah, Marsh started out close to us. I think we made him like when he was about in right field, but then he kind of yeah. disappeared in the bullpen, and he came back out, and he was like deep. He was like in deep center field. Yeah, there was just like a cluster of guys hanging out in deep center, probably a hundred and fifty feet away from us. Yeah, and so Dennis just screams out. He screams, Marsh. Hook us up, baby! And then we we all laughed at it, but nobody laughed harder than Dennis. Um, I think it was the you you did a good impression of his laugh, Jeremy. I don't know if you can muster it up, but it was like, you know, it it sounded like the penguin. Uh, who who was it that played him in the old the old series? Burgess uh, Meredith. Yeah, Rocky's trainer, Burgess Meredith. Yeah. yeah, like the laugh, like it sounded like the penguin's laugh. Um, was it like ah? <laughs> Like, yes. like that or something yeah 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 yeah, yeah. That, that, that was exactly how it, it sounded it was definitely it was like a scene out of like you know goodfellas when they're like in the you know like when joe pesci's like holding court like at the at the poker table you know sure it was like that he says something and then like everyone cracks up you know it was that was like <laughs> that was like his like crowning moment like he was never writing higher than that moment like he no he, he cut us all up and like he was like laughing himself at his own joke and like and, and I don't even think he wanted Marsh's autograph that bad as much as he wanted to just yell it and, like, kind of, like, amuse a, us all. So it was kind of yeah. like – it was, like, the closest to a bonding moment we would ever get with Dennis, I would say. I think uh, I think hook us up is a funny thing to yell at a guy for, uh, for graphing. Because, <laughs> right. like, you're not even asking him for the autograph. You're just – 
we we all know why we're here you know yeah so it's just like yeah just give us what we want um <laughs> yeah it was it was fantastic um one thing that the Cubs ushers do not let you do, um, so there's, you know, there's like a cement, uh, like a, a cement platform almost that's, you know, uh, that like that that's like on the top of the wall, uh, in by right field, and you can't yeah. set your stuff. You can't set your stuff. It's a ledge, and you can't yeah. set yourself your stuff down on the ledge, or the the security guards, the ushers get pissed at you. Yeah, so, it's like the one rule that they have for like yep. standing over there, and it, and and it's so like innocuous like it's it's i think it's just to like have one measure of like like restriction to those people like just to be like hey there is some sort of order we're trying to maintain here so like our one rule is you can't put your your stuff down on the ledge basically yeah right yeah and i mean i guess it it will like maybe prevent shit from getting dropped onto the field yeah um whatever but uh anyway the guy told dennis not to do it he told all of us he you know like hey don't put your stuff there guys it seems to happen to us every time we're over there um but anyway dennis like he uh the usher went away and he holds his uh he holds his book like three inches above the the ledge and he goes hey hey do you, do you think i'm okay here do you think this is gonna bruise the concrete um <laughs> and then you're, you, you're like yeah and i don't know man you're i think you're tempting fate there yeah yeah exactly um uh yeah just um yeah he was really feeling it at that point um just trying to go for physical (laughs) gags and stuff but um but yeah i mean like yeah i I mean if anything like it shows that he's warming up to us i guess a little bit but um, yeah i'm sure if we like somehow fuck him over (laughs) like we'll be back on the outside no yeah absolutely um oddly enough uh so nelson velasquez just uh went over in the the quas trade um so he you know Mm -hmm. he velasquez is uh went from the cubs to the royals and i'm i haven't really been following the royals but you know dennis was all uh you know he was up in arms about the fact that velasquez had hit three home runs in his last two games um with that that was a little bizarre i didn't know dennis actually cared right yeah i know i know he was like velasquez like Man, this guy's doing great. Like he's like he's at three homers in two games. They shouldn't have <laughs> traded him. And like I, I mean, I, I, I was a little kind of annoyed that they traded him for a, a pitcher with like a four and a half ERA. But yeah, like you know, I'm. It's no secret that I'm a Cubs fan. I guess maybe I try to you know be neutral when we when we graph. But I don't know. I would I would think like you know. I mean, obviously the listeners and and you know that I'm a diehard Cubs fan. So like. I was, you know, I didn't. I, I'm upset about it, but I'm not like, you know, going off. I, I understand the, the, you know, the game. But Dennis is just like he, he's talking like he just doesn't understand how they could do something like that. <laughs> yeah, it was, um, it was very weird. I think Velasquez actually signed too. Um, I got him after the after yeah. the game. You got him. You got him yeah. after the game. Yeah. Nice. Um. Yeah. So, um. So yeah. Uh. So yeah. That was that was pretty cool. We we actually were like thinking like. Oh yeah, you know we hadn't gotten him as a cub, and we're like, we, now we have a better chance of getting him now as a royal. And then, then right before, like right, I think at the end of the game or at some point during the game, it occurred to me, I'm like, oh, you know, he might actually go and hang out with uh, Morel, so maybe we won't see him at the bus. But he did come out. Um, we can get into that later, but uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, um, but he did. So um, yeah, one more thing too, I think. I don't know if this was earlier on or, or what, but like Marsh, Alec Marsh again. I, so I'm looking at Marsh. He was a second round pick. Um, so, you know, he's kind of 
pedigree guy, I guess, like out of Arizona State. Um, he's actually from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Jack. I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah. Um, so um, he uh, he was he he was warming up, and we were kind of trying to like you know spot him. I I think he was wearing like a, a warm up shirt, and like that didn't necessarily have a number on it, or the number wasn't like easily visible. Um, but he was. Uh, he was, we, we, we were like, I'm pretty sure that's Marsh. I'm pretty sure that's Marsh. And then he's like, Dennis like looked at him like in his like warm up shirt and he's like, my God. He's like, man, Marsh has got some guns on him. Look at those guns. Like he was really like, he was really taken with like his guns. The gun He show. did. Actually, his exact wording was, look at the guns on that motherfucker. That's what it was. That's what it yep. was. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was, uh, that was memorable. He almost said it under his breath. He was so, he was so in awe of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, also, Zach Reinke uh, has been on the Royals this year, but I, I think he's hurt right now, and um, we weren't sure if he was going to be with the team or not, so I, I just kind of asked the, the question to the collective group, mainly Dennis and the, his older friend who was with him, because they would know. The I was fart. like, yeah, the, the old fart, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that, that's what we should call that guy. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I asked, I said, is Granky here? And then Dennis turns to me, and just with a real cynical, like, sour look on his face, and he goes... Does it matter? Does it matter? He said, "Does it matter?" twice, and then, and then he goes, "I've had that fucker one on one so many times, and he's never signed." Um, yeah, so that was a that was, that was good. Jeremy Dennis Dennis talks like a character you would write, like you would write in a screenplay. You know, yeah. like typically somebody would would just answer that question by saying like. No, nah, man, he's not, but it doesn't matter. He never signs. But right. Dennis like Dennis takes the dramatic approach, you know, yeah. like it's the like it's a night at the opera for him. Um yeah, it was uh so that was great. And I, I would I would love to to watch Granky reject Dennis. Um that would yeah. be funny. Like you said, it's it's a shame Granky wasn't there so we didn't have the experience of getting rejected by him. Yeah, I mean that like that's almost like the the better experience like I, like, you know, the the more likely scenario is, like, to have some kind of, like, awkward or, like, memorable rejection from him than get an autograph. So it's like, hey, that's the experience I want then, you know? Like, give me that. But, um, yeah, he wasn't even there to to deny us. So um, No, and I, I think that that's uh, – it, it actually, it's a term that's come up, and it's, it's going to come up again at the end of this podcast. Um, but, like, uh, uh, the term one-on-one is sort of one that we haven't really discussed yet, but it's, it's yeah. definitely – it's definitely a thing like when you're graphing and you basically have a have a guy by you know it's, it's you and him yeah and it, he still he still doesn't sign for you or he does but like you you know it was you and him in um, a more verbose way Anthony kind of um, touched on it when he was encouraging us to stick around for a Suzuki when he yeah. said he will there he will have no other choice but to sign for you what did he yeah. say he said there'll be nothing he can do. <laughs> <laughs> Which is that's pretty fucked up, man. Like it's it's a me- it's a messed up way to look at it. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, he didn't sign for us that night either. Um, no, no. Yeah, we we had we had basically had counsel one on one too. Um, we did earlier yeah. this year, and he did, he didn't sign for us. So yeah, uh, yeah. But anyway, that's a that's a term that that you will start hearing more, folks. Um, yep. We did a, we did get a couple autographs over uh, before the game. Uh, Jackson Coar did ultimately sign for us. Mm-hmm. We also wanted Mitch Stetter. Uh, yeah, thanks for picking that Stetter card uh, uh, or pulling that for me, Jeremy. I yeah. appreciate it. It was instant ink. Yeah. Um, that's when uh, I got at the card shop. I, I, 
we don't even have time to go into it, but I, I probably could have worked it into the, this episode, but I, I went to this local card shop in, in, um, Niles or, or Morton Grove or whatever for, um, for some singles. And, uh, I had a hell of a time getting some singles like that. I was trying to hunt down. I had to go two days in a row and it was a, it was a pain in the ass, but yeah, I did get two Stetter cards and, uh, Vance Wilson is another guy I got too, but, um, but yeah, we, luckily we saw Stetter pregame and, and yeah, we called him over and actually this is an interesting phenomenon is like we, we called him over and, uh, a couple other like kids were just like saying his name and maybe trying to get like a baseball from him or something. Um, but I called him over and like, he looked, he kind of, I kind of held my book out and like I held it so he could see it. And like, I think he saw, he like visually confirmed that I had a card of his and, and like kind of nodded and came over to us to sign. So it's like that kind of happened with Dylan Covey as well. When the Phillies were in town, like, um, where like, I think he, we only got him because he saw that we had something specifically for him. Yeah. I, uh, that, when you weren't there that night, I graphed the Reds and got Votto, but that, that was why I got Friedel is cause like he saw uh, that yeah. I had his card and he signed, um, yeah. I actually think that's why I got Taylor Hearn the next day for the Royals, too, as he saw I had something for him. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's uh, that, that's definitely a thing. Jeremy, I, I will say that sometimes for, like, really obscure guys or, like, old coaches, if I think they're kind of not going to sign, I'll, I'll, like, I'll yell, like, I have your card just if, like, oh, as, yeah. like, a Hail Mary. Because, you yeah. know, they might be like, oh, shit, yeah, he had something for me. Okay, I'll sign that. Um, but yeah, that's definitely why Stetter signed, um, which is cool though. He, he gave me, he gave us both a pretty good auto, um, too, which is, which is nice. Um, and then you, uh, we, we went over towards the Royals dugout on the first base side and you actually got Samad Taylor too. I didn't have his card. Yeah. Um, and I was kind of mad cause he has a, a, a really cool tops now card of, of when he hit a walk off and, um, I should have had that card in hand, but I, I didn't. Um, so I was kind of bummed about that. Uh, part part of the reason why I ordered it is because um, <clears throat> because I wanted to get that card signed, but uh, I did get him on his first Bowman, so that was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, the the underlying we should say kind of like the underlying event, and we'll get into it now. Was Bobby Witt Jr. Um, mm-hmm. He's like he's known to be a, a pretty good signer, like signs every game, um, and not necessarily for kids, but um, he'll sign he'll sign for a bunch of people. Chris was very adamant that we would get him he was like so we were trying to figure out like what's the best spot to get him because we were going to kind of sell out for him um he's obviously a big superstar and like superstar in the making and um uh you know we were maybe going to forego our normal like right field corner like pitcher um you know uh, attempt to just try to get in a position to get wit so um we're trying to figure out where to to try to get him and yeah, like pretty much after BP and we, there was no sign of wit during BP no. at all. He didn't take BP. Like we didn't see him out there. He wasn't like stretching or running the bases or anything. Um, so we, we hung out in the right field, uh, most of BP when the pitchers started coming in, we kind of made a decision like, Hey, let's go back to the infield and see if wit comes out. So we were kind of hanging out, um, by, were we in front of the, no, we were behind the dugout, like between the dugout and the wall, right? Like we were yeah. just to the back of the dugout. And we were kind of hanging out there for a little bit. Um, and uh, I think, did you did you just bail just to, to bail or did you, um, did you, did, did they try to shoo us out at that point? So, um, yeah, they, they had tried to shoo us out. They're like, all right, guys, you can't really stand here anymore. Like That's... you can't ask, you can't ask the guys for autographs once they come out to stretch. Um, yeah. 
we saw Taylor Hearn like come out and talk to a guy for like 20 minutes. Um, but this was this was even before they came out to stretch though. So it's yeah. like you know they they were trying to shoo us out of there like way before that. Yeah, he said like when they come out like there's people sitting here so you can't run up to, to yeah like which I think ended up kind of being a fallacy a little bit but huh. um but yeah so we were kind of camped out there and like I did run up and get some on Taylor um he was signing for like three little kids and like and of course like I had to like kind of go in and like ruin the fun by get by you know bringing up the rear and, and getting an autograph but as he was signing for the little kids I heard him say like two he kind of said it out loud to the kids and he's like this is what it's all about <laughs> like and as he was nice. like signing for them and like I was kind of, it's almost like he kind of was like affirming, like self-affirming himself, like, or like, yes, like affirming himself because like, I don't think the kids like understood, like it, it almost was like he was just saying it out loud to himself, like uh, thinking out loud. Um, sure. But, uh, but he was super nice and he did sign for me and um, uh, yeah, but he did not sign at the bus, oddly enough. And uh, I think someone said, some, some one little kid like at the bus um he said like hey samad you said you were gonna give me your batting gloves and yeah he's like and he's like i'll get you tomorrow <laughs> so and then he got on the bus or whatever but um but he's, he still seemed like a pretty nice guy no yeah for sure um uh yeah i was yeah disappointed i didn't have him but he's he's a pretty new 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 guy um yeah. so yeah I, it, it got to be about like it was a 120 game i gotta be about 1250 and i i was at the point where i wanted to uh you know, get some food and uh, just kind of get settled in. But uh, yeah, you, uh, I think Jeremy, you decided you wanted to, you were all in on, on the wit. So you, you decided to, to stay around and see if you could get the autograph. Yeah. We had run into this kid who I had um, seen at the um, Braves game. Uh, when I, the one day that I got to go to the Braves, he was out there with Jer- He's, he's a Jersey guy. Like he's a kid who gets mm-hmm. uh, Jersey signed and um, he's like a high school kid or something. He's a, he's a, he's a seller too, right? Yeah. Yeah. He asked mm-hmm. me at the Braves game. He's like, do you sell? And I was like, nah. And he's like, I kind of like that. And I'm like, <laughs> all right, kid, whatever. Like, you know, you shouldn't be admitting to selling, I guess. You right. Have a little more, you know, discretion about it or something um but um but yes he was out there and he was camped out to try to get wit as well so basically like i ended up staying down there uh when you went up and kind of me and him were kind of in in it you know together a little bit uh the guy came back again and he's like all right guys you know gotta have gotta ask you to leave and um but kept walking up the aisle and like he was a pretty nice guy and i think he was kind of just going through the motions a little bit like at least I'm sure like he was saying that. So if his supervisor said something, he could say, "Well, I I asked them to leave," you know. Um, but he didn't really seem like he was really adamant about kicking us out. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were kind of just hanging in there. Like you, it's 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 this is the part of graphing I don't like. Is like it, this is why I don't really like graphing it. I haven't really enjoyed the White Sox experiences yep. because this is where they it really tests your metal. Where mm-hmm. like it's like how long are you willing to hang in there? Um, because like yeah, first pitch is co- the anthem's coming, first pitch is coming, and like you know that you're gonna have to get back to your seat. Um, and for 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 us at least who actually care about the game, um, you know, and keeping score, like you're, it's really kind of testing like your metal. And yeah. so I was kind of just, and I I wouldn't have done this for other guys, but for Wit, I was willing to do it. So we were sitting out there just waiting for Wit, and just still no sign of him. He never came out. I'm like, I, I don't know if he was hung over or what. Like he like, 
or or he felt like he didn't need to you know take BP this day or whatever. Um, turns out he he didn't because he 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 went two for four with a with a homer, yep. um, a two run homer that actually beat was the difference in the game I believe. Um, so so yeah, uh, he basically um, he the guy the usher finally did kick us out and like I or he. He kind of said it again, and I was kind of like, "All right, I'm bailing." And I jumped, and I, I started going. I was actually going to go back to my seat, but then I get up, and Dennis is there. Dennis is like, oh, he's like a section back, like he's in the terrace box seats, um, and I was down in like the club box seats or whatever. And so I'm like, I get up, and I'm starting to go down the tunnel, and Dennis stands up just out of nowhere, and he's like, "What happened?" Yeah. <laughs> and I go like, "Well, he asked us to leave," and he's like, "No," he's like, "That guy's nice," you know, like just stay here you know like we'll get him we'll get him and like so i'm like okay and so like i sit down and i notice like the old fart is there and dennis is there and then the kid goes the kid was never gonna leave either he went and sat down he like knew better so the four of us were just camped out there in like different spots basically it almost seemed like we were like pulling a caper or something and you're trying to stay like you know uh you know um inconspicuous um and then like yeah so like Salvador Perez comes out and we all kind of like make a break down there. And, um, before we can even get down there, Perez like signed like two autographs for two kids and then went out to, to run. Um, and then, so then we all go back to our seats and then Bobby Witt finally does come out and we all like make a break out there. And, uh, I should say the old fart too. He was talking to me. He was a nice guy. I mean, yeah, yeah. It's unfortunate that we've <laughs> we landed on this name for him because he actually is a pretty nice guy. Sure. Um, and uh, he was saying, he's like, I was like, do you think Whit will sign? He's like, yeah, 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 I think he'll sign. I think we got, you know, we're good. I think we're okay. And he was, he was actually like, you know, kind of like a source of positivity to Dennis's like, you know, black hole of, of uh, <laughs> negativity, I guess. Um, but, uh, but yeah, like, um, so, so yeah, Whit comes out and we kind of all barreled down there. And I was actually kind of stuck behind the old guy and like, he was moving a little slower, but it's still, we were so far away that by the time Witt got up there, like, you know, other people had gotten, gotten up against the, 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 the fence, the netting. And so Witt does sign, he's signing and he's signing for a bunch of kids. And like pretty much everyone is like pushed up there. And like Dennis is up there and like the old guys, the old farts up there and the Jersey kid is up there too. And I, I think I kind of got screwed a little bit. Like I was in the back and Witt signs for like, handful of kids like all the kids who were like right right up in front and then the anthem starts and wit just kind of like bounce like bails and like gets on the foul line for the anthem and uh we were like ah damn it like you know we were all bummed but like but we stood there for the anthem and uh the anthem goes and whatever and then wit we try to get wit again and then i think I think I can't remember now if he signed a couple more and then ran off or he just started running. But uh, and then the then the usher came in. He's like, all right, guys, that's it. That's it. And so we had a bail. And so, like, none of us got him like none, none of the four of us got wit. Um, and, you know, at this point, the anthem had already happened. So the first pitch is about to, to go off. Um, but I, I actually was starving. So I had to go under and get some food real quick. And I I somehow made it. But I, I like I was going to get like a burger or a hot dog but like the pizza line was like right there and there was no line so i just got i ended up having to get pizza um so i ended up going back up and meeting jack at our seats and um yeah i had some food uh but it was all like it was all like time 
you know, dependent, like the fastest thing that I could get. Yeah, um, I, I actually saw all of that unfold, Jeremy, like yeah. when you were trying to get wit. Because um, I, I was in the seats, but like we, we, were in, uh, we were in right field. We were actually in the lower deck, but I was able to see you. I didn't see that Dennis and the old fart were there, or that kid. But uh, yeah, yeah I, you know, I was able to make you. And I saw, I saw Witt peel off during the national anthem, and I, I don't think he ever came back to sign. I think he yeah. was just running. I was like, oh, man, like, yeah, Jeremy just missed him. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. Uh, yeah, that was un- unfortunate, especially after how much work you put in. Um, yeah, I uh, I actually got a. I guess we could talk about the food now. I you know sometimes uh, for the Friday games, I'll, I'll treat myself and I'll get a nacho helmet um, and a soda, which is yeah, it's very expensive. It's like thirty dollars for this nacho yeah. helmet and soda. Um, but it was great. You know, I get I get just the cheese and chips uh, and jalapenos. Um, you know, I, I my, the first helmet I ever got was during you know the nacho incident back in May. Um, but it was, it was great. And, uh, uh, yeah, I actually took a picture of that nacho helmet. I was like, I was thinking, you know, maybe at the end of the season, we, uh, you know, if we post like pictures from the games, like the caption for that photo would be Ashcraft isn't the only one who hooked it up. Um, <laughs> because like the nachos look really good. Like it's a great picture of these like nachos. Uh, they look delicious, but yeah, it was great. Um, there was a lot of cheese, and I actually, you know, I, I got a little cheese on my scorecard. <laughs> That's but, right. But um, now that I look at it, like, the cheese must have just uh, – you can't see it on the scorecard anymore. So, I, you know, I don't know what, what happened there, but <laughs> the scorecard looks looks fine now. So uh, yeah. I'm glad, you know, I, I, I'm glad I didn't have, like, a Homer Simpson type of scorecard. Um, so it was uh, – yeah, ultimately it was good. It was a win. Yeah, might make you question what's in that cheese, but uh, – you know, <laughs> Yeah, right. No, it for just sure. Disappear, it's like disappearing ink. Um, but, uh, but yeah, yeah, I saw that. I actually was, um, I was at a South Bend Cubs game today and I got some chicken fingers uh-huh. and, uh, I dropped a couple crumbs on my scorecard and it like, you know, they're greasy. So like sure. it left a couple like grease stains, but it kind of, I, I kind of caught it in time and I think they're, they've kind of dissipated a little bit, but like, yeah, you know, it happens. You, you get food on your scorecard sometimes. Right. So, um, but, uh, but yeah, I ended up getting, um, uh, I tried to get these before. Like, I this is something that I guess it has to be new this year, and like I don't, but I don't think like they made a big fuss about it. It's called like beer. Some some places it, sometimes it's listed as like in some spots it's listed as beer pizza, and then or beer flavored pizza, but it's also like beer sausage pizza. So I don't know if it's like beer sausage or beer sausage pizza, but I think it's like I, I mean. Easily enough, it could just be like sausage cooked in beer, which is like a thing that happens in, yeah. the, mid, in the Midwest. Um, and then that's then cut up and put on a pizza. Uh, but it's home run in, and um, I got it. I tried to get it before, and they didn't have it. And I was like, was I a, a fool for even ordering it? Like, do they actually really have ever have it? But I tried again, and they did have it, and so I got it. And um, it was pretty damn good. I mean, home run in pizza is pretty good. The pizza from, from Wrigley is pretty good. Um, I find that I only get it like when it's a little cooler out because like it's hot and like it it's actually like something that you kind of have to take your time to eat a little bit and so i think like in the hottest of months um i guess you just maybe don't want like a hot pizza sitting on your lap like for like three innings or something yeah um but uh because i I don't think i've gotten it since like last september um but uh but yeah i got it for this game and uh it was pretty good and like yeah you can kind of taste a little beer um, as you're eating it. So it's, uh, it was pretty good. It's completely a Midwestern sort of thing, but, uh, yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely a good one. 
Nice. Yeah, uh, it looked uh, it looked tasty too. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, this is this was the weekend of the uh, Air and Water show uh, that was going on in Chicago. Beautiful weather, by the way. I mean, it was probably seventy degrees, uh, maybe seventy two, with a nice cool breeze. Maybe the best weather we've had. We were a little snake bit uh, yeah. earlier in the year. But, it was. Um, I felt. I remember thinking like this is like the best weather for a baseball game that I've had in like a really long time. Yeah, yeah. It was. It was absolutely perfect. Um. Uh. But yeah, the the air and water show was going on. So there were uh, every, every once in a while they'd have to stop the game for a couple seconds because uh you know a fighter jet would do a flyover. Um, yeah, it's something. Uh, yeah. If you if you've never been in Chicago for the air and water show, like it's, it's 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 an experience. Um. Like. Like for us, like living on the north side, like near Wrigley Field, even in the general vicinity of Wrigley Field, like you hear the 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 planes start like like practicing, uh, like Thursday or Friday, um, and like yeah, you're just like sitting there watching TV and you just hear like just over your uh, apartment and like it's um it's pretty crazy. Um, I think some people like it, um, some people may not, but uh, it's just it's a definitely an experience, and then. I've never been to a Cubs game. I don't think I have been to a Cubs game when it happens, but like the, the plane, a plane will go by like in the, you know, in the middle of an at bat and everyone will, will cheer. And like, yeah, players will try to call timeout during it usually. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's definitely an experience. Yeah. It, it, it is sobering to think we were talking a little bit about this, but like that, so, these, these planes are war machines. Yeah. Um, you know, you don't really think about that. They just look like cool when you see them flying over. But, uh, yeah, you know they're they're used for scary things. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, and and you know the sound is the sound is deafening too, especially when it's right over your apartment. Uh, all all of this happened too though. There was one flyover that happened either right before or right after uh, this this crazy rundown play. It was during that, it. That's what yeah. made it all chaotic. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So he, uh, I think Christopher Morell got caught in a some some crazy rundown. Um. I'm looking on my scorecard now. It yeah. was uh. Yeah, it was a fielder's choice. Uh, no, it, he was caught stealing. It was one three five two. Yeah, um, it, was, I think yeah. I think they were trying to do a double steal. I think like yep. um, Horner was maybe at uh, um, second base or no? I I'm trying to think. Yeah, it was Horner. Horner was at first. He had just uh-huh. gotten a single, and uh, he was trying to like get to second. And then they they threw to second, but then like they actually threw back home and they got Morrell and. Yeah, it was a bit of a rundown. It, it was, and then somehow I think Nico went to third base, but Morel Morel need Morel was caught between third and home, and he needed to go. Uh, you know, he needed to go back to third, but Nico was already there, and so like Morel was automatically out. Or I, I don't know. It, it was yeah. a, it was a very weird play. But two, uh, two yeah. guys ended up on third base. But like yeah, yep. as, as like the the culminating was happening of this play you just heard like <laughs> like over, <laughs> over the top and it was just like it was like truly chaotic you know for reasons that preceded like that went beyond baseball basically yeah um so it was uh it was nuts but um yeah uh, definitely a, a tough play to score too uh yeah th- there was this guy sitting in front of us um he had a uh, a Royals jersey it was a Patrick Mahomes uh, Royals jersey. Yeah, the quarter, the quarterback for the uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, yeah, very very bizarre. It'd be like if I wore an Aaron Rodgers Brewers jersey. Um, yeah, I, I guess maybe a New York uh, Mets Rodgers jersey. Now I don't know, but um, <laughs> well, and I I had the point which I, I I'm gonna pat myself on the back on this one is like I'm not sure why you would get 
a Royals jersey with Patrick Mahomes on it because the Royals franchise is not doing great, but Mahomes is, you know, one of the, the top athletes in his sport. So it's like, wouldn't you rather get like a Chiefs jersey with like a Royals player that you like, like with, right. like a Bobby Witt Chiefs jersey? That way you have like the good team's jersey and the good player, you know. But, um, but yeah, this guy was a this guy was a clown anyway. Um, <laughs> I think it was, I think it was maybe in the top of the second inning, Salvi Perez flew out to center field. And it was like maybe like a 300 foot fly out or something, 320 feet. And like um, this guy stood up and he's like, oh, yeah. And like <laughs> it's like it was like embarrassing. You know, sometimes like we've all gotten tricked by a play before, but sometimes it's just so bad that you kind of just have to like scoff at the person. And like this one was just so bad. And he was try- he wanted so bad to like celebrate Another thing, I think there was like, I think I think it was the Selvi Perez because then right after that there was a double. MJ Melendez um, hit into a hit a double, and then this guy stood up and was doing this like little dance where he was like kind of like shaking his hips and like making little fists with his hands, like this like like kind of doing this like mini like running thing or something like this really like lame dance. And I I do think he was kind of playing into it a little bit, like trying to be like the annoying goofy guy, but. Definitely on that flyout, he was he thought that he saw he thought he saw like a 500 foot homer, and it was like yeah, it, barely that, a flyout. That's why you got it. You got to play it close to the vest when like there's a fly ball, you know. And like you know, we've all learned the hard way that that's what you have to do. But uh, yeah. you know, maybe don't wear your heart on your sleeve as much as this guy. I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Also, he's one of those guys where it's like, dude, your team is like 40 games under 500. Um, yeah. You don't need to be celebrating anything. Um, no, no. Yeah, so uh, the game moved right along. It was a, it was a pretty good game um, for the most part. Uh, the top of the seventh inning, uh, the, so the seats right in front of us were unoccupied. Um, and then yep. in the top of the seventh inning, these two these two girls showed up. Um, they were probably like in their twenties, whatever. Um, but you know, they looked like they were just there to grab a couple Instagram photos and then leave. Um, they, they looked like they were on their way to like the club. They were wearing yeah. like these like kind of like club clothes like these skimpy clothes basically it it was yeah it was it was bizarre like why they would show up in the top of the seventh for a a baseball game but uh yeah anyway they they sat right in front of us um and we were in a section where it felt especially cramped uh we were right by a pole as well so one one seat over and like my view would have been completely obstructed but it wasn't thankfully but it that that pole made everything feel a little bit more cramped and uh, to have these two girls sit down right in front of us um, just kind of a- escalated that feeling. After six innings of, yeah, un- unobstructed, uh, you know, uh, existence. To, yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, I get I get incensed. I get incensed when someone shows up in the second inning. Uh, the fourth inning, I, I feel, is like the cutoff. Mm-hmm. I, I, my belief is that if you're not in your seat by the fourth inning, you lose it. And, like, anyone can sit in your seat and they, you can't kick them out after right. that point. But to the seventh inning is just insane. I'm like, and we, you know, maybe they were sitting somewhere else, but then why would they go to these seats? Because they're not, they weren't that great that you would like be like, I have to sit in those seats. No. And, and they were right in the middle of the road too. So yeah. it was hard to get in, get to them. Yes. Um, yeah. So, uh, so they sit down and about five minutes after they sit down, um, a bee starts flying in like this, one of the girl's faces and yeah. just the way, the way she reacted to it was extremely annoying. And Jeremy, yes. I wish I could have taken a picture of your face as this was all happening. 
But she, the, the bee was flying at her, and the more it would fly at her, she would lean back in her seat to the point where, like, her back was almost arching over the seat back and, yeah. like, right into you. Yeah. And, you, yeah, you just had this look of just utter contempt on your face. It was, it was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I um, was feeling it, like, hardcore. So, like, yeah, I, it was just annoying the way that she was doing it. Um, it's like... You know, I guess, and I guess it all depends on if you're, if you know that you're allergic to bee stings or not. I mean, sure. I will say like, I don't think I've ever really been stung by a bee before. Um, but, um, you know, it was just like, kind of like, I, I think that, that my experience with bees is that if you kind of just can be c- cool and just like not move really, they'll kind of just fly away. Um, like I, I've. You know, I understand that like swatting at them sometimes can like piss them off and like sure. make them attack you and stuff. But you know, and but the temptation is there to to do it. But like this girl was just like leaning, yeah, she was just like leaning over, like 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 just leaning back and like, and it was just I was just kind of I just wanted to be like just fucking stand, just sit there, just sit still, and it'll fly away. Just stop doing what you're doing, like, um, and uh, yeah, it was just annoying. And then like you know. Like, I didn't want them setting the bee off either because then, like, it might sting one of us just because yes. it goes crazy, you know? So it was just... And, and th- they weren't there for the first two hours, you know? It's like... No. That that was the, the whole, like, you know, icing on top of the cake, I guess. Yeah. Um, I, I had a bee, a bee run in, too, uh, at the beginning of the game when we were, when we were in line. Um, that, that one sucked too, man. Cause like I, I got right, like you, you were in line first to get into the game yeah. and then I came up and like a minute after I came up, yeah. this, this bee just starts buzzing me. Yeah. And it's one of those things where like, you know, maybe it liked the, uh, the, it must've liked the smell of my deodorant or like well, my hair. <clears throat> you I know, was going to say, Jack, like, did you have, did you fucking like, you know, have a big piece of toast with honey all over it and get it on your <laughs> cheek i'm like what the fuck did this guy do before he showed up here like because is he fucking caked in honey or something like this bee was all over you man it was it was and i was not trying to swat at it but i was trying to like sort of move um to a different spot and it just yeah. it just kept kept buzzing at me and then and then you were saying like yeah just you know just uh i think if you just like chill out like it'll go away it's like man that's easy for you to say it's not up in your fucking grill dude um uh yeah anyway eventually it went away i don't know i don't know if i ever told you the story but like one time it was on the first day of school in ninth grade uh a bee flew in my bad ear and stung me um so yeah because like i could i couldn't hear it buzzing or anything and you know it's just a little insect with little feet so you can barely feel it when it lands on you so uh yeah i got stung in the fucking ear on my first day in ninth grade and my bad ear it sucked so ever since then, I haven't had a great relationship with bees. But um, yeah, I, I don't know what happened there. I um, mean, it, it is it is bee season, um, unfortunately, for for about another month. Uh, yeah, so whatever those uh, those girls. The funny part was they only stayed for like one inning and then they moved to different seats. Um, but we, when the game ended, uh, we were in good graphing position. But we uh, we knew we would need to make our way down, and we knew we'd need to make our exit fast. Unfortunately, we got trapped. Uh, on our way down it was uh it was brutal like i we were jack you had already kind of um portended that um you know when you had gotten up in like the eighth inning um to make like a last minute pit stop like that Mm -hmm. the people at the end of our row were were super slow so i was already sweating it i'm like should we just move now um and like 
we kind of did a pretty good job like when the last out happened um <clears throat> like uh we got we kind of got out and then we did we go back a couple rows um no we we were going to but i think the game was really close it came down yeah. to the last pitch so we just i think we just decided to stay where we were and finish watching yeah and i think maybe we we got through the these these women at the end of our row and we were getting down we got down about like five or six rows i think but then like by the time we because we were up in like you know the 20th row or something so like by the time we got down like a couple like five six rows the rest of the people had started spilling out into the main um aisle and we were just screwed we it was like it went to a complete standstill and like there was a bottleneck with like four sections like trying to all exit into the main aisle and then down the, the ramp and it was so frustrating because like we were you know <clears throat> we were so close get so far and we were hey we had a purpose of trying to get out um and i in my mind i was thinking like well if we were up in the upper deck you know we would be we would be moving but we would have have more ground to cover so if we're moving slow down here it might end up equaling out you know but like even still like it and that may be the case but it was so frustrating like not moving that we eventually like a, an alternate route popped up and we just kind of jumped ship and like went down that route and and that one wasn't even that one was faster but it, it still wasn't fast it still was slow so it was super frustrating trying to get out yeah and i i will say that there is something to that theory of having more ground to cover but I think just instinctually, I've never timed us, but I do. I do feel like we we got down. We've gotten down the upper deck m- like much faster than than in in that scenario that that played out. Uh, you know, for this Royals game, uh, yeah. like you said, we were at a dead stop, and we probably gave it about a minute and a half to two minutes before we bailed. Um, yeah. And you know, that's that's precious time when you're trying to get a good spot. Uh, so yeah, it was just it was an impossible situation. There was nothing we could do. Um, so we got down there eventually, but unfortunately, like five or six people had already lined up and gotten the best spots. Yeah. Uh, so we we uh, you know we did what we could. Chris was there, um, so we kind of we kind of got by him. Um, but yeah, we definitely didn't have the most ideal ideal spots for this game. Yeah, Chris was actually our saving grace a little bit, like that to even give us like kind of access to like the the front um, of the of the aisle. Um, um, he was the only reason why we had like access to like this to the to the to the to the aisle whatever to the <clears throat> to the fence um but we we were kind of like we were kind of like I was trying to kind of set up like a triangle thing where we could like kind of both get in there there was this fucking kid right in front of me though he was probably like in his 20s and he was just leaning against the thing he was like by himself I mean I I, I don't begrudge this guy for being by himself or whatever but like I just got the vibe that he didn't really, that he wasn't really into it. And he wasn't really like, <laughs> he didn't care as much as we did. So it, it annoyed me uh, immediately, basically. Sure. Um, I, I, yeah, I remember which guy you're talking about. Yeah. He was just some, like he was maybe in his early twenties or something. He had just like one baseball and like, I was almost convinced that he was only there for wit, but he ended up getting like whoever came by. Um, and then he disappeared at some point, but he was directly next to Chris and like, basically right in front of me he was like the only person behind between me and and the uh the the fence so it was annoying um to my left uh one of the guys was one of the people to my left was the old fart he was there um and then there was like maybe two other guys like two like older guys like there was a guy on the fence next to the old fart and between between the old fart and like 
this fucking like baseball kid, um, the guy holding the, the single baseball. Um, <clears throat> but there was a guy kind of like one one row back, basically off the fence, and he was like. He kind of looked like a scuzzy guy a little bit and like, but definitely like a grapher, you know, type of guy. And he was, um, I'd say he's probably like in his like late twenties, maybe mid to late twenties. Um, but he, he just seemed like kind of like a dirt bag. Um, and so he was, he was there, he was kind of like to my left. Um, and kind of like, again, like one, one row, like removed from the fence. Like I was, um, at some point, you know, and then like, you know, people show up like, parents show up with kids and they're like, Oh, excuse me. Can he get up there? Like it's yep. his first game. You know, like these things have inevitably happened. And like, honestly, like it's like, you know, obviously if you don't want to, you don't want to have to let the kid up, but no. you're also like, you know, I can't be the adult who like elbows the kid out of the way or something. So like sometimes sure. we let the kid up, um, you know, unless it's like a really like already a tight squeeze or like, you know, in a situation where it's like really packed, like, kind of how the way it was for the Royals, it, it is kind of just hard to like let a kid up there because there's just no room and you would be displacing like two to three other people. I feel, yeah. but you know, you try to do what you can just to not be an asshole, but sometimes it's just not possible. Um, but there, so there was a kid, um, who like showed up, um, and he was to my left and he was like, he was one of these kids like, and he wasn't like a little, little kid either. He was kind of like, you know, 12 years old or something. Yeah, he looked like, like, a, like a middle schooler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, um, he kind of, like, um, he just started, like, pushing in. Like, I think maybe, like, once players or coaches or some something started coming out, he kind of, like, just – he kind of just went in there and just tried to try to push in. And I wasn't really going to stop him, but he tried to push by the, like, the, like, mid-20s dirtbag guy. Yeah. And the, the guy goes, like, no, this is my spot. <laughs> and, like, he didn't let the kid in. And the nice. kid just kind of just, like, you know, he gave up. He kind of, like, acquiesced. Um, and I was like, damn, okay, well, you know, I don't know if I would have went that far, but like, I also think like, you know, there's something to be said for getting there first. And like, he's not like a little kid, like he was a kid old enough to like, kind of try to use his, like throw his weight around to get in there. Yeah. And, and J- Jeremy, correct me if I'm wrong. This Gus Bay guy, I think we're thinking of the same guy. He had the best spot, right? He was not, I think, I feel like he was like, not fully on the aisle. I feel like. Um, or on the, on the fence, like he kind of like nudged, he kind of went sideways. He was standing sideways. I think he went sideways to try to squeeze in himself basically. Okay. Um, so he, I feel like he was trying to wedge himself to the left of the kid who was in front of me, but this little kid tried to wedge himself in there as well. And that's when he said like, no, this is my spot. Um, so that would come into uh, play later on basically almost immediately actually after but i'm trying to think of um uh who came out first but i well, we can just skip right to this next thing so so anyway so then this so this kid this like 12 year old kid gets kind of stood up so he's he's kind of in there now he's made things like even more kind of congested and i'm already like you're i'm already kind of in front of you jack like i was trying to like yep. keep sideways and like to keep kind of like this U shape to where like we all had equal access to like an open space, but this kid already kind of pushed things in and then there, and, and I kind of, I, I, I actually felt like I kind of had to square up just so like the kid didn't get in front of me and screw all of us basically. 
so I was trying to like hold our our collective ground to to an extent, um, but on top of all of this, there was this fucking Royals galoot uh, behind us. Uh, this is, you know, these guys we see all the time. He's probably not dissimilar to um, the Padres, uh, the the guy who yells when at the Padres games. Nope. Yep. Um, and like whoever else like yells. He or was the, just a, the Reds, the Reds buffoon. Like uh, you know, I'm always following you around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. At, at least that guy. Like I feel like that guy said a lot of shit, but he wasn't yelling it that much. But I guess sure. he did. I guess he did yell like <laughs> at, at guys through the through the fence. But um, but yeah, like there's you know each team has their own guy, and so this guy was just a big dumb idiot, and he was yelling Royals shit. Um, at one point, I heard him go like. Yeah, yeah, we'll get Selvi over here. We'll get Selvi over here. Like, like, what do you, what do you mean you're gonna get him over there? Like, what do you, what is it about you that's gonna make him come over there? Are you gonna like flash? Like, are you gonna wave like you know a thousand dollars in his like in the air? You know, and be like, hey, come over here. Like, uh, you know, this cash is yours if you come over here. Like, is he just gonna be like magically drawn by your like your presence, like your 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 charisma or something? To he's like, oh, I gotta go over there and see this guy. Like. Why? Why are you? Why are you gonna get him over there? Like, <laughs> I think what he just meant is that he's gonna fucking yell like an idiot, um, and to to have him come over there. So he said this like maybe like five minutes before it happened or something. But sure enough, Salvador Perez does come out, and you know I had seen at pregame he had only signed for two kids, but I had seen other people get successes with 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 Salvi. So you know I thought it was possible. And they call for him, and he comes out, and he comes. I feel like he came. I, I at this point, I had like my my book, and I had to kind of hold it in the air because I had to hold it over the kid with the baseball in front of me, and um, I had I had so I had like my book up in the air and like my marker, and I swear to you, it it felt like Selby Perez locked right in onto my marker and went right towards me. Like I don't know if I was the first. I think I might have been the first guy he signed for out there, mm-hmm. but as soon as he kind of came over. This fucking Royals galoot just, I just felt this, like, this, like, crush behind me, basically. And, like, it was, like, him and the little kid. Honestly, I blame the the Royals galoot, but I actually think that little kid was was really trying to, like, like fucking, like, mole, mole his way in. You know, like, uh, tunnel his way in, like, in between us. But it was, I was just getting crushed from behind, basically, and pushed towards Salvador Perez. And so much so that, like, my initial instinct then was to just kind of, like, right myself and, like, you know, not get pushed down. And so Salvador Perez comes over. He signs my card. He starts signing for other people around me. Um, and, like, I think during while this was happening, this guy just kept yelling. And so he's, like, he's just going, like, yes, 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 <laughs> like that. Not even, like. Hey, Salvi, you're like, go Royals or fucking like, I love you, Salvi or whatever. He was just like, yes, yes. And I'm like, what is that accomplishing? Like, what, why are you yelling this? Like, are you just so overcome with like emotion that you're just yelling anything? Like, what is yelling? Yes, yes. Like accomplishing at all. Uh, You know what the, what the really sad part about that, Jeremy, because I don't think you could see him because he was behind you and like, he was crushing you, like you said, but not only was he yelling, yes. He had his he had his hands in the air so that Salvador Perez could give him a high five. Yeah, right. He, he didn't even have anything he wanted autographed. He just wanted to scream at Salvador Perez and get a high five from him. Yeah. And 
Ugh. Hey, man, I think getting an autograph, if I was a player, I would rather sign an autograph than give some fucking guy where I don't know where his hand has been yes. uh, a high five. Because yeah. that's, di- that's disgusting. Yeah, exactly. And, and yeah, and, and a, a cer- certainly a guy like this is probably not maintaining great hygiene. So, yeah, for <laughs> sure. Um, uh, so, yeah, so he was yelling basically like a complete buffoon. And he basically blocked you out, Jack. So, he did well because because you he was so pressed up against you that you couldn't you couldn't get out of there to let me in yeah and I, I was behind you and so like you looked you looked at me and um you know I, I don't know it was like it was like the moment in Titanic when like you know <laughs> when Kate Winslet asked to let Jack go you know <laughs> it was just like I knew I wasn't getting Salvi that day um, yeah I because. Because of this guy, basically. Yeah, I tried to, like, say, like, um, you know, like, I will say this. I, I lost, I kind of, like, lost my bearings at, 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 at some point. And I was, like, I knew that you were behind me and, and wanted obviously wanted his autograph. I kind of just, like, lost it at some point, And I was just kind of just, like, being, like, shake, like, shook in this, like, wave of, of, you know, pushing or whatever. But at some point when it did occur to me, I'm, like, He's still here. Jack, I don't think Jack's got him. I, I tried to turn my head to you and say, like, hey, man, just reach over me if you need to, man. Like, because, like, you know, you maybe it would to for you to have gotten him. You would have had to, like, probably shoved your hand, like, you know, yep. in someone's face. And, like, you maybe wouldn't want to do that to a stranger. But I was trying to tell you, Jack, like, feel free to shove, like, in my face because there's no other way you're going to get him other than doing that. So go for it. You know, I won't take it personally. So, um, you know, but it was a, it was it was a lost cause at that point because he had kind of already moved on and like, yeah, just wasn't possible. No, it was a yeah, it, it was a bad scene. Uh, luckily, um, you know, I went back the next day and I, I did get Salvi uh, as well as Taylor Hearn. Um, yeah. So, you know, that was that was cool. And, you know, his autograph looks good on my card, too. So I, I was glad I went back. He's definitely. Like he definitely signs like almost every time it seems. Um, yeah, he seems like a really nice guy. But uh, yeah, I mean, I would have been extra pissed at that Royals galoot if I hadn't hadn't gotten it. Jack, do you have your Selvi Perez in front of you by chance? Yeah, I, I do. Yes. Did, did he put his number thirteen at the end of his signature? Let me let me look at it real quick. Cause I'm um, I on mine it looks like he wrote like an L with like a three connected to it. But I real I was looking at his other signatures and I think that's his number. But he just wrote like the one above the three, and like it's like almost diagonal. Yeah, it, it looks the same on mine. If if I, I think I know what you're talking about. Um, yeah. I was trying to figure out what that was, but yeah, I, I guess that's his number. Um, yeah. Interesting. Based on the other signatures I've seen of him, but like I, I kind of like it. It's it's kind of cool the way that it's written. Like it looks yeah. abstract, but um, but yeah, it was still pretty cool. And like obviously, yeah, he's um, you know played a big part on those world series that world series team and um you know he's been in the league for a long time we were actually hypothesizing how old he was which is kind of a funny thing i i I showed i like my what i was watching the game with my wife and i I asked her like how old do you think that guy is and she said like she thought he was like 42 or something or sure but yeah uh, he's uh, only 33 but i saw he debuted when he was 21 so he's been around forever but he's really not that old yeah yeah so um, but, uh, but it was definitely cool to get him. I wasn't, I wasn't, I didn't, I, I didn't think we would get him like, or I didn't think I would get him. Um, and I, I didn't put too much thought into the, what card I brought of his, but, um, it's a pretty cool card. It's like this foil card. Um, so 
it's it's pretty cool. Um, it's good to get him. Um, <clears throat> just one last note on that fucking Royals galoot is I think after at some point he started vaping and like it totally smelled like he was vaping like weed, like weed juice or whatever. I don't know sure. how all that works, but it smelled like weed and he was vaping and it, and it was just like you fucking suck, dude. You just are like the worst. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I don't know if he was there the whole time or what, but. Um, but yeah, he sucked for sure. Um, yeah, he, he certainly did. Yeah, there were a few other guys that uh, you got. I did not have a Damon Hollins card, but uh, you got him as well, which is pretty cool. Yeah, Damon Hollins, who like you know, I is not a guy that I remember necessarily, but he I have um, a set where he has a card in um, 2006 update. Um, I actually so Chris had his card too, and I actually. Chris said like, "Oh yeah, I got Damon Hollins," and I'm like, I actually said to him, I'm "Like, man, you are a real collector if you have this card, because yeah, it's 2006 update. There's like nothing notable about that set. I'm not even sure who's like rookie is in it. I don't know why I have it. I think I only have it because that's exactly when I got back into cards, and I was just buying packs, and I was able to like build a set from all the packs I bought. But I looked in, and there's Damon Hollins is in the set, and I got him, and me and Chris called him over. I, I'm. I feel like maybe actually I think the guy in front of me got him on on his ball but like I'm not sure how many other people he signed for besides Chris and I but he was he was maybe the nicest guy we've ever experienced like on the uh like at the bus like he we called him over and he's like hey all right guys how you doing and uh we were like you know we we were good and he's like um I forgot like he said, like, all right, like, all right, yeah, yeah, no problem. I got you guys. Like, yeah, good card. Like, he was like, he was like interacting with us and like being super nice. I think he asked us, like, you know, how, uh, like, how we enjoyed the game or whatever. Like, I don't know. It was just like, and he was super pleasant. And like, he, I think maybe we said thanks. And he's like, yeah, man, anytime, anytime. I love doing it, whatever. It was just like way over the top. And I was like, this is like maybe the nicest guy <laughs> we've ever experienced before. So, yeah, it was almost like Jody Reed levels. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so it was pretty cool. And like the card is cool. Like Chris remarked, it was his first devil race card that he's gotten autographed. Oh yeah. And, um, uh, I think, I think I have another devil race card, but it's, it's the straight up devil race. It's not the raise. So, uh, yeah, yeah pretty cool. Uh, yeah. Him. You know, I, I didn't think, I didn't think I was going to do this series for whatever reason. So I kind I kind of didn't stock up on the coaches. Um, uh, we also got Vance Wilson as well. Um, yeah. Which was which was cool. Uh, did. Cool. That was another one of those guys that I struggled with at the card shop, but um, I got two and um, another instant ink there. Yeah, that was that was good shit. Um, yeah, he was he was a nice guy too. Uh, Cole Cole Reagans, uh, who started the game for Kansas City. I, I don't have his card. Uh, I think you did, Jeremy. But um, yeah, yeah uh, like you know, at that at that point, there weren't too many people left when he came out, and like the the kid who was who was up there. Uh, asked Reagans if he could sign, and at this point it was very nearly a one-on-one scenario. And Reagans just looks at him, and I can't quite—I couldn't quite figure out what he said, but he was just like, "Nah, I can't." And then he went on the bus. Yeah. It was a—it was a weird denial, but it was—it was a total snub. Yeah, Chris thought that he said something like nasty, <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, I called for him too. I think he was denying me honestly yeah. because I—it's crazy that he didn't sign for the kid, um, but like. I felt like he was den- he he sent that denial right to me because like I go like Cole can you sign one, and like he just like shook his head like no like and like like was muttering under his breath and it's like he had a great game I don't know what his problem was, um, <clears throat> maybe um, Quattraro left him in an inning too long, sure. um, but uh, 
not not even though really like he he struck out the side in his last inning so um yeah they actually even made a tops now card of him from that game um, oh, wow. <clears throat> so that's another card that i can try to get signed by him and be denied but um <laughs> he was in town earlier with the rangers and yep. then he ended up on the royals um so so yeah we kind of got denied by him twice uh, but this mm-hmm. one was like a blatant denial like with with some anger behind it it seemed like but um we were also at some point yeah uh nelson velasquez came out and we got him um uh in in all the hype i think with like um with salvi perez we were we were trying to get some announcers like rex hudler is an announcer for the for the royals and like i i need to go back and look to see if he was there that game or not we never saw him we and didn't. You didn't see him the next day either, Jack? No, man, I don't think so. Yeah, he must not have done that series uh, because uh, one of the other guys listed on the website. So when you go on the website and you look at the the rosters and the coaches and the announcers, um, they'll list a shit ton of announcers for each team. But, like, sometimes the, those people only do, like, the in-studio pre- and post-game. Um, sometimes they only do like certain, like they only do a handful of games per season, like, you know, Dempster or Girardi, you know, or some of them are like the Shays where they're at every game. So you never kind of know who's going to be there. And Jeff Montgomery, who is a former closer in the bigs, um, for the Royals, he was there. Um, he's, he's on their website and, but he was listed below Hudler. And like, I just know Hudler so much as like the, the guy, that I didn't even I didn't think for a second that Jeff Montgomery would actually be there, but I did bring his card just in case. And Chris actually like um, <clears throat> Chris gets the assist on this one, but he's like, it was chaotic with the whole Perez thing, and like maybe some other guys came by, and like it was just kind of like it seemed like the dust was settling, like almost literally, and like there was a group of like four guys standing, just standing there on the sidewalk hadn't came out of the stadium, but hadn't gotten in the bus yet, which is rare. Usually guys just get right into the, the bus, but sometimes guys stand around like on the sidewalk and there's these four guys standing there. And, and um, Chris just goes out of nowhere. He's like, I think that's Jeff Montgomery. And like, I looked and like, I'm like, Oh shit, that totally is Jeff Montgomery. And I, I did want him if he was there. Um, and so we called him over and we were just like, Hey Jeff, could you sign? And he's like, yeah, yeah. One, one second. And then, um, I don't know what he did, but then he walked over and we got him. So that was pretty cool. Like he was, um, definitely like, you know, um, a notable closer, um, of my childhood, like late eighties, early nineties. Um, so it was definitely cool to get him. Um, and like he, I would have missed him if, if Chris didn't call out for him because I was still kind of like, yeah, still kind of chaotic at that point. Yeah, I'm trying to think of announcers who had. I would have liked to get him if I'd brought, uh, had his card. Uh, but I, yeah. I'm trying to think of announcers who haven't signed. The, the only one that's coming to mind for me is Hershiser of, of the buses that we've been to. Yeah. Um, who we asked and they didn't sign. Um, I tried to call for Frank Coor when I did the Braves, but he didn't even look up. Um, yeah. And I think that was him. But uh, yeah, yeah, for the most part, uh, I think Hershiser is the only announcer who hasn't signed. I would put Frank Coor in that. Thing too, although like I guess maybe it was too crazy to for even him to sign, but yeah, yeah, I did, think did, is that is that what happened when you went to the Braves too? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. feel like he was or actually, oh man, you know what? No, he was actually a guy that we never saw. Okay, and I think I don't know. I mean, he had to have come out because he was there, but it was in one of those guys where like no one called for him. Yeah, sure. Um, which was super annoying. Which I went on a rant about on that episode. I I sent Jack a, a tweet that I saw. 
I think in like the ballpark graphers um, Facebook group that I'm in. And like someone said like, man, I, you know, I wish these people weren't going to call for guys. They would just get out, of, get out of the way. And like, I'm like, it felt good to, um, you know, like I to quote the parlance of our times. I'd say like, you know, I felt seen when, <laughs> when someone said that, because I'm like, that's exactly what I was saying to Jack and saying on the podcast. But, um, but yeah, so anyway, um, yeah, I, I yeah, it's weird. It's weird to have a, an announcer not sign, but, uh, but yeah, no, definitely. Um, yeah, you did. Uh, uh, so Matt Quattraro, a former bench coach for the Rays, um, is now the manager of the Royals. Uh, and yeah, Jeremy, you, uh, you you had like a weird card of him too, and you managed to get it. Yeah. Um, as things were kind of winding up, I forgot who was like the last. Was it MJ Melinda? No, he left. Her. Who was like one of the last guys to get on the bus? Because we were like kind of waiting. Yeah, I, I, it might it was, have Melendez was late. I think he was late. Yeah, he didn't end up getting on the bus though. I think like he he disappeared. Oh, he did disappear. You're right. He disappeared. Maybe, yeah. Maybe it was Bobby Witt. I don't know. Witt. Mm-hmm. Bobby Witt basically came out at the same time Perez was already out there, yeah. and like Witt just like looked at everyone and just got on the bus. Like basically, he was with a girl, and like um, it was too chaotic for him to come over and like. Yeah. Well, so yeah, uh, the, the day the day after when I went, um, so yeah, it, it, it never he never would have come over because he came out right after Perez. It almost seemed like it was one of those things where Perez was kind of like running point for him. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, the next day he came out kind of just by himself with his with his girlfriend uh, or whoever it was. Um, and like we we had a the the graphers had like a clean shot at him, and so I called for him, and he just did the same thing where he looked and then just just went on. You know yeah. who's kind of an asshole is Matt Duffy. Oh, really? yeah. Okay. Well, not not an asshole, but it's just like you know he completely didn't even come close to signing, and he came out when Perez was like the in in the Malia that the game we were at together. But yeah. like, yeah, man, I called for I called for Duffy, and he just it was just a total snub. It's like, come on, dude, really, you? Yeah. Um. Because yeah, yeah, whatever. I was a little bummed that I didn't get a chance to call for him um that game, but but yeah, Perez was out there, but yeah, that's um. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Um, he definitely should, he should be signing. You know, he should be racking for people because <laughs> no one should uh, want him even. But um, but yeah. So so anyway. So like yeah. I I don't know who we were waiting for. Like a bunch of coaches came out or whatever. Maybe it was some more coaches. I I don't remember honestly. But um, there was a last little gasp of of people who came out. And Matt Cotraro was was part of those people. But like he might be the hardest guy to spot. He's definitely, he has to be the hardest manager to spot. I would say sure. for sure. And so kind of like two guys came on and got on the bus. And like, there was one guy who just like, I, I, I wish I could remember who it was, but it was like a player. Maybe it was Kyle Isbell or something, but like, I, I want to say like a player, like um, maybe a front office guy, and then this third guy were came out, and they were getting on the the bus, and they were the clearly clearly the last guys to like get on the bus, and I'm like, I looked at the guy, and I'm like, I think that's Quattraro, and I just go like, uh, Matt, Matt, like I said it like so like half hearted, and he actually was like a step a foot, like he had already was a foot uh, in to the to the bus, and he kind of like ducked his head back. And he was like, did someone call for me? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, Matt, right here. And he came over and he signed my card. And uh, it was a complete Hail Mary. I just like, th- I, I threw out like a Matt and like, and somehow he heard me and, and actually stepped off the bus and, and got me. So that was cool. Um, the card is a weird card. It's a dual rookie card with him and Alex Sanchez. 
Um, and it's a busy looking card. It's, it's, it's actually a really ugly card, but it might be the only Matt Quattraro card that exists. And, sure. um, and I got him on there. And so it, uh, it's cool. I don't know if I'll ever get this Alex Sanchez guy, but, uh, but yeah, it was, um, it was a Hail Mary and, and I got him. So that was cool. Yeah. F- usually they won't respond when there's a question mark at the end of that, uh, it's that hard. name, but it's hard, but yeah, but, uh, but yeah, that was a, that was a good one. Good one to get. Um, so yeah, that, that kind of wrapped up our, uh, our experience with the, uh, the Royals. I don't even remember if we went, went over to the Cubs, but nobody, yeah. nobody signed, nobody signed if we did. Um, yeah. A couple of nights before that, though, just a few brief notes. Uh, the, the White Sox were playing the Cubs in Wrigley Field. It was uh, game one of a two-game series. I think it was Tuesday night. Um, yeah. And so the we went to before, that. The night before the uh, famed Morrell walk-off. Yes, we were there yes, the night ab- before that. absolutely. So, yeah, th- this is the game the White Sox uh, won. Um, but, yeah, a few, a few brief notes from that. Uh, number one, Trace Thompson, uh, brother of Clay Thompson, is now on the White Sox again. <laughs> He was in the. Uh, tra- they actually was in that trade. Um, yeah. With uh, Joe Kelly, when Joe Kelly went to the Dodgers, I think like Trey, Trace Thompson was part of the return for the White Sox for some fucking un- indescribable reason. No, and and it's also weird that Joe Kelly is on the Dodgers again. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Just a strange trade across the board. But yeah, yeah. Uh, Clay, Clay Thompson um, of the Golden State Warriors. I think he's still on them. I don't know, but he he came out um, to the parking lot. He was there yeah. atten- attending the game, which was cool. Jeremy, you called for me like, "Hey Clay, could you sign?" Um, he didn't, yeah. but yeah. it was cool. It's cool that you you know called for him. Yeah, yeah, I tried. I was gonna get him on one of those blank, those like uh, you know generic cards, which kind of would have been cool actually. Like, yeah. Um, I, I've I've always kind of like harbored this like desire to try to get like um. Just to collect, like get like just random people on baseballs. Like sometimes people get like celebrities on a baseball. Uh-huh. Uh, I think that would be actually kind of cool. Like I think someone I heard a story. Someone got like Tom Brady to sign a baseball. Nice. Um, like you know, I think that would be kind of cool. I do have a John Cusack uh, World <laughs> Series uh, baseball, so like stuff like that. Although John Cusack's is really a chicken scratch, but sure. um, but yeah, but uh, so it would have been cool, but uh, no dice. I mean, I. Assume, I feel like he probably would be harder than any, um, you know, baseball player. Although I will say, like, he seemed more gettable than Trace Thompson because yeah. Trace Thompson came out and was a complete fucking big shot. Yeah, I and, uh, like you said, especially uh, when we were there that night, especially for who he is, um, yeah. he had no business snubbing anybody. Him and yeah, him and Duffy together, like they should be racking for people. So um, yeah, that was uh, that was crazy. I, I think that Clay Thompson is probably the most famous athlete we've seen out there at the parking lot too which is yeah. which is cool. Um, yeah, so that was uh, that was pretty remarkable. But yeah, Trace Thompson was a total total jerk. Um, we also saw Daryl Boston. Uh, I had a cool Daryl Boston card that I wanted signed, but he didn't sign. Um, he was with Charlie Montoyo and so we asked him if he could sign and he said, "No, I got to get Charlie home." Um, yeah. which was yeah. which was funny. I thought originally I thought he said I'll get you guys at home. Like I'll get you guys at guaranteed rate field. But so he, (laughs) he said that the Charlie thing, huh? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, he came out with Charlie Montoyo and like, yeah, we, we all wanted him um, pretty bad early. Me and me and you did. And so I called for him and he's like, no man, like, no, I got to get Charlie home. And like, cause he was like giving him a ride home and like Charlie Montoyo was kind of just like took it. It was kind (laughs) of funny. Like he kind of just like smiled and like kind of bashfully like, you know, shrugged or whatever and like it was pretty funny like it was a pretty funny way to get denied i would say you know mm-hmm. like um and like daryl boston like 
Christ, like he 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 pretty much like runs the team. Like he's 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 like a cockroach, like a baseball cockroach. He survived oh, yeah. like three, four different managers, and like still there, and he'll probably still be there next season. Um, you know they they said you know obviously there's all this White Sox news and stuff. We've all heard it already, but like I guess they said that they told Griffal that his job is safe for next year. Did you hear that? You know, I, I did. Um, I mean, hell, Tony Larusa was probably in that meeting because um, they brought yeah. they brought Larusa back the day after they fired those two guys. Jeremy, I, I don't know if you've been listening to Griffal's interviews lately, but I, I get the feeling that that guy isn't very smart. Well. I mean, I kind of thought that when after we watched that introductory video, <laughs> of him saying, "Oh, the colors! I love the colors." It's like, but he just—he just seems like a total, uh, like uh, he's in over his head. I think is yeah. the probably probably the nicest way to put it. Um, yeah. White Sox fans like to joke that Daryl Boston is Jerry's spy in the clubhouse, um, and there, you know, there might be something to that. I would be surprised if there wasn't some truth to that. Um, now, now that Kenny Williams is gone, it'll be interesting to see if Daryl Boston stays, but. Um, yeah, that that's Jerry Reinsdorf for you. So, uh, yeah, I, there's every reason to believe that he'll be back uh, next year for sure. Yeah. I mean, maybe Charlie Montoyo should be the manager of this this team. Yeah. But like, you know, he has some uh, managerial experience. Um, but, uh, but yeah, but that was, that was pretty funny, although disappointing. And I think I kind of try to get out there like, well, I want him too. Like, so like, why don't you both sure. come over here and sign? Because I had a, I had a Blue Jays team card for Montoyo to sign. Oh, which, cool. Yeah, which would have been almost like an you know an insult. It's like Montoyo, like I want you on a Blue Jays card, not even a White Sox card. You know? Yeah, I mean he saw them through that rebuild. Uh, he got he kind of got Rick Renteria'd. You know? Yeah. They, uh, they fired him. I think was it midway through last year when they hired John Schneider? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they like they loved him so much that they they retained him. Yeah. 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 But uh, yeah, kind of rough. Um, yeah, it, it was. Uh, I, I did not have a Brent Honeywell card, but he came over and signed uh, signed two. Yeah, so I called I called Honeywell over, and this was kind of a, a tense uh, interaction because he he came over and um, basically was like he was on the phone, I think, or something. And uh, you know, I just came over like he was kind of moving quickly, so I kind of yelled for him. I'm like, "Hey, Brent, can you sign one?" And like he's like, "Yeah," and it's, give me a minute. And, like, he was, like, on the phone, and, like, he finished, like, his phone call or something and then came over and signed. But it's, like, you know, I, I – obviously, I'm always trying to not be, you know, annoying or over the top or whatever. But, like, it, it really seemed like, you know, I had a call for him or else he was going to just walk away. And so I said, like, hey, hey, Brent, and like can you sign one? And he's, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me a, give me a second. Like, so, and you know, I, I was just trying to do what I had to do. And um, so he, he finished up. He came over and he signed, and he grabbed my pen – and he signed my auto in a way like I've never seen a human being hold a pen. Like he held it almost like I don't even know. Like it's almost like he was like holding like a joystick, like trying to like like push it for like if he was holding like a throttle like on a boat or something or like a, a, a stick shift. Like it was like sticking straight out from his like kind of clenched fingers. And then he just it was like like the scribbled his name. It actually you can kind of tell like a br and a h and stuff but i don't know how he signed it like how quickly he like just tried to do it and like it actually it turned out okay but like it was just the weirdest signature i've ever gotten yeah uh that's strange yeah him and uh, uh tanner banks both uh both signed uh you know bullpen guys for them yeah um, both of them seem pretty nice i didn't didn't have cards for either one i got um, i did get michael rucker too eventually too that's on right that night that's too. right 
Um, yeah, yeah, you you had like the one card he has. Um, yeah. Yeah, and last but not least, uh, this was probably 10 minutes after everyone else had left. Uh, Jeremy and I were just kind of hanging out, uh, waiting for any last stragglers, and uh, Yasmani Grandal came out with a, a, a White Sox employee who looked like a security guard or, or something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we, we knew that Yaz was the only guy who hadn't come out, and sure enough, he did. Uh, and so we had him one-on-one, uh, so I, I called out to him. I said, hey, Yaz, can you sign? And he just said, no. And then they went in the, the parking lot. So, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, if, if Tim Anderson is going to pay for Yaz's flight, uh, I'll, I'll Venmo him, you know, $10 to, to help him out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, and this was after – oh, we should actually mention real, real quick um, – Tim Anderson did come out, and this was like, well, whatever. It's maybe, it was about a week, maybe after the the knockout from yeah. Joe, from Horam. Tim Anderson came out with his wife, and uh, someone in the in the adults corral said like, "You got knocked out" or something to Oof. to Anderson, and like he kind of just walked by, but like his wife like apparently like looked at him and like was like pissed, um, and uh, it was a tense moment, um, you know. I, I don't know, man. I don't know what to make of all that. Like, I will say that of in the Grandal thing, I definitely have Tim Anderson's back 100%. <laughs> yes. I mean, like, yeah, I, I, you know, the guy doesn't want to be there. It's like, fuck off then, then go, you know, and don't come back. But, uh, you know, I don't know. It's, it's, it's an ugly situation all around, and I think maybe Tim Anderson could probably just, you know, he was he seemed like a good, you know, guy for the – for the, the team and the city, but uh, there's been some things that have popped up, and I think maybe he just needs a change, change of scenery sort of yeah. thing. Yeah, he, he had his wife and a couple little kids with him. Uh, he he was on a cell phone just kind of texting. He he looked pretty miserable. Um, yeah. yeah, He just did not look like he was having a good time uh, with any of it when he went out to the parking lot. So, uh, yeah, you know, I think, like you said, a change of scenery is uh, probably best for everyone. Um yeah, uh, Jeremy, I don't know if I would try to do that White Sox bus again. Um, uh, not bus, but like graphing. Uh, yeah. But it was it was an interesting experience for a one-time yeah. thing. They we, We've already said it, but we didn't really say it clearly. But they, they came out where the Cubs come out. We don't yes. know if there was a bus like that some guys left on. But we did see like Cas- Len Casper. We saw Benetti. Uh, yep. But they just kind of like skirted by. I don't Stone could have come by, but we didn't see him. But yeah. it, it's just it is chaos. It's like it's basically like if two different fan bases were trying to get the Cubs yes. uh, at the Cubs bus. Like it's you know it was just it's just too much too much going on. Kind of like when you go to the game itself, just there's just too much. Um, so uh, so yeah I yeah it's not it's not my favorite and it but it sucks because that's kind of like the only shot you might have with some of these guys. Sure, definitely the announcers because they're just not you can't get to him at uh at uh, the south side so like yeah i don't know it was um it was worth a shot but like yeah it was ultimately disappointing i guess for sure um well yeah that was a uh i, I think that's gonna wrap it up um yeah. next game is tbd uh but we'll, we'll we'll get to a few more um before the season ends for sure yes um and yeah i think that's gonna wrap us up for this week yep it will uh do that uh, exactly. So um, for Rain Delay Theater, I'm Jeremy Dionisio. I'm Jack Swakowski. We'll talk to you later. Bye.